You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show. I'm your host, Kaya Ann, a yoga enthusiast and a human. I'm just a girl. (laughs) If you like yoga, this is the perfect place to be. And if you don't like yoga, this is still the perfect place to be because I have the yoga news, the yoga heels, the weekly wellness challenge. I have all the good stuff. But before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. No matter where you're at, if you're in the car, you're at the gym, you're sitting on the couch, raking the leaves. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But let's find our center. So sit up nice and tall or stand up nice and tall getting into good posture you know what i mean allowing energy to flow through our bodies effortlessly relax your shoulders relax your jaw relax your eyebrows and take a deep breath into your belly and fill it all the way up and then exhale and let your belly deflate inhale through your nose and then exhale through your nose and as you inhale imagining the breath imagining the energy travel through each part of your body that needs nourishment and intention I am centered. Now let's get into the show. Yoga news. This week's yoga news. I did not feel like talking about what was coming up on the yoga headlines because you know that it's negative news. You know that people are out here doing crazy things under the name of yoga. And I'm not here to talk about that. But what I am here to talk about today, the day that I am recording which is Friday, mind you, the show is due, honestly, this evening. (laughs) We'll get it done, though. But the day that I'm recording, December 8th, is Bodhi Day. And Bodhi Day is basically a day where Buddhists celebrate the Buddha. (laughs) The Buddha, he was once an Indian prince, and he abandoned his life of luxury for a simpler one, and he sat underneath a Bodhi tree and he meditated until he found the root of suffering and he found out how to free himself from it. I respect most if not all ancient cultures and religions traditions because there's truth in it. So that's why I decided to talk about this because I thought it was interesting. He meditated for 49 days. He experienced nirvana, which is enlightenment. So when he meditated, he came to four truths, which is that life is full of suffering, dukkha. The opposite of suffering is sukha, which is easy, but he experienced that life is full of suffering. 
inevitably, like we're gonna suffer. You suffer the day that you are born. You know how hard being born is? Like, that's why babies come out screaming and crying because like, it's literally traumatic. It's traumatic for the mother. It's traumatic for the baby. It's like, being born is crazy. Like, there's pain in there. There's a cause for this suffering. And it is possible to stop suffering. And there's a way to get rid of suffering. An Eightfold Path to Liberation, which to me was really similar to the eight limbs of yoga. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to talk about this. And it's something for me to review in my life. We're gonna get into it today. The Eightfold Path to Liberation is basically like the ethical principles for Buddhism. It's just a way of life. And I'll list them off real quick. So number one is wisdom and having the right understanding of the truths, the four noble truths. Number two is right emotion, having the true desire to free yourself from attachment, hatefulness, ignorance. Number three is the right speech, abstaining from lying, gossiping, hurtful speech, etc. Number four, right action or right conduct, which is, of course, like no killing, no stealing, no intoxication, etc. Number five, right livelihood. So making your living in an honest, non-hurtful way. Ethically making money. <laughs> Number six, right effort. Taking control of your mind and the contents, good mental habits, abandoning bad thoughts. Number seven, right mindfulness. Meditation, accepting your thoughts. And number eight, right concentration, which is the last step. And basically, if you've freed yourself from all the negativity and evilness and etc., then you will be able to deeply concentrate. There's just so many parallels between cultures. It's like crazy that Buddha had eight steps to enlightenment and then yoga has eight limbs <laughs> as well so basically the eight limbs of yoga was written by sage patanjali and i'm not gonna go into too much history about that but i am gonna talk about again the eight limbs of yoga which is the first one is yamas non-harming so not harming anybody, truthfulness, non-stealing, abstinence, non-greediness. The second path, niyama, is observance, cleanliness, contentment, discipline, self-study, self-reflection, study of spiritual text, and surrendering to a higher power. Third path, asana, 
which is a posture, the physical state of yoga, the movement, pranayama, <laughs> on the perfect prana, which is breathing. Prana translates to our energy, our, our life source. Number five, pratyahara, which is withdrawal of senses, going within. Number six, dharana, concentration, having a single focus, which will help us go into deep meditation. Number seven, which is dhyana, which is contemplation or meditation. And number eight is enlightenment, which is being able to stay present in the moment, being detached. There was like life pre-YTT and then life post-YTT yoga teacher training. And let me tell you, one of my biggest takeaways was to just be detached, was don't cling to anything. That was like the most like groundbreaking revelation for me is like, don't cling, things are gonna change. Don't cling to the good things and don't dwell on the bad things because everything's gonna change no matter what. Let it pass, be at the center. And that just to be in the moment, suffering is inevitable no matter what. Bad things are going to happen. <laughs> I think joy is inevitable too. There's things that are going to make us feel good as well. So I don't know too much about like the differences between Buddhism and Hinduism or this or that. But to me, it is interesting that two separate entities, two separate religions, but have parallels with principles and so many similarities. And they have this these eight steps and they're kind of I like how they're written out like steps like first you do this second you do this third you do this and so on like master one at a time this kind of made me think about do I practice yoga every day because I did see something on Instagram where and I see people talk about this a lot like asana does not equal yoga and I completely agree with that and I understand that but then it made me think, like, do I even practice yoga every single day? I practice some type of movement every day or some type of posture every day. But do I really practice yoga every day? And last week when I was talking about, I'm like, mm, I don't know, I feel a little off. Like I haven't been doing what I'm supposed to be doing or I'm not really on the path that I'm supposed to be on or... I don't know if ever I get that feeling then I do have to kind of review my life and ask myself have I been being present or have I been escaping have I been trying to do everything else but be with myself have I been staring at my phone like a zombie for hours at a time and have I been has my stuff been a mess and I'm looking around and it's chaotic and my mind is chaotic or have I been neglecting my meditation or some like you know because sometimes it is hard to concentrate and it's easy to overindulge in things and it's something for me to do personally like really look in and review my life like have I been practicing yoga maybe I've been practicing aspects of it on some days but like I'm not gonna sit here and lie and say I've been fully living like this or I've been fully enlightened like no <laughs> and and I don't expect myself to be I have a lot of life ahead of me and a lot to learn so that's why 
I appreciate doing this show kind of to bring me back. I'm glad that it brought me back here, back to the path, back to the limbs and to really review have I been doing these things? And maybe that's why I might feel weird or maybe that's why I'm suffering a little bit or I'm just feeling antsy and angsty or maybe that's why I feel like this. You know what I'm saying? Because cause and effect, everything that is happening, there is a cause. Taking a a deep review of myself. That's the yoga news. I am going to take a deep look into myself and I'm excited to get through finals and really have the time to self-reflect and get on my path and reignite myself and free myself, free myself from whatever's causing my suffering, whatever, you know, because I might do things that they might feel good in the moment, but generally they don't feel good. And we all deal with that. It's not just me. On to Yoga Hills. I promised you a guest this week and I am delivering on my promises. And this week's guest, Cyan Evans Grayson. She's been practicing yoga for eight years and graduated from DePaul with a BFA in acting. Her mission is to help build community and encourage people to explore creativity through movement. Let's get into the interview. Thank you, Cyan, Mm -hmm. for coming on The Perfect Prana Show. This is my radio show where all I do is talk about yoga. I will start off by asking you what I ask everybody that comes onto the show is, when did you start practicing yoga why did you start practicing and why do you still practice today? Okay, when did I start practicing? It's always a funny question because after I like was started like practicing yoga, I guess officially, I realized I was like kind of always practicing yoga anytime I was like present with myself and my body. But I moved to Chicago about eight years ago and then I needed somewhere to go that wasn't work or school. So then I started just going to different yoga studios in Chicago, finding a work study program. And then after about like a year or so, I came to Yoga View and then did work study there. Uh, they did their teacher program and continued working there. Um, but all throughout my life, I always did like um, movement and singing and dance and all that stuff. And I had a lot of teachers who would do like, we would do like the Jane Fonda um, video when we were in like middle school to like get our energy out. And I remember that being like really, I don't know, I, I really, really, really enjoyed that. And I found the value of movement through that. And I feel like during covid there was a heat. There was a lot of um, self practice, and so I learned a lot um, and was able to kind of navigate through that time using yoga. Why do you still practice today? Um, because um, it's extremely giving. I feel like it is just the more I practice, the more I gain in self knowledge and joy and connection to other people and connection to myself. And it's something that I know will be with me throughout all stages of life, whether things happen where I'm grieving or I'm injured or when like amazing things are happening and I'm on vacation and like I'm feeling really good about life. I can always count on yoga to kind of like bring me back to the 
the middle. You said bring doing something that brings you joy and movement definitely brings me joy. I was like, mm-hmm. I will say that. And it probably brings everybody joy. They just don't know it. Yeah, if they exactly. don't move. Like- exactly. <laughs> Even just like, like wrist circles or like moving your head is like so good. <laughs> It does the trick every it single time. <laughs> I did not know that you moved here. Like when did like eight years ago? Yeah, or maybe like seven years ago. Maybe I'm over. I moved here. I went to school and then I I took a gap year here and then went to school here too. Where are you from? I'm from Wisconsin. Wait, so why'd you move to Chicago? For DePaul, or just because I needed somewhere different, but I, t- I just took a, a gap year in Chicago and then ended up applying to DePaul. Do you see yourself mm. being in Chicago for like ever for the rest no, of your honestly, life? No, honestly, I really want to move to New York next year. I would, I would like to just go there, and it's, it's. I feel like it's like Chicago, but like on another level. And I would really like to go explore there and I'm also I also graduated from the theater school with an acting degree so I do that when I'm given the chance and um, I would love to just see what's going on there right now where I feel like always with life I have now in my adult life I always have like these different um this different like specific things that I'm working on especially in like my yoga practice uh, attachment and like instant gratification is a huge one right now with the world and uh, with us Americans and our like attachment to like we have to get back to, we're trying to get back to the basics I feel like um, de- detaching from trying to simulate joy I guess with like these little these little distractions <laughs> yeah. wait okay so that's interesting so that's something that I feel like what I learned in my teacher training, like one of my biggest takeaways was kind of being at the center of it all and letting mm-hmm. everything pass you by, you know, being detached from everything. Mm-hmm. Like, just being like, I'm going to be OK no matter what, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm present in my body and mm-hmm. I'm breathing. And that's like the most yeah, important thing that ever. Is, that is the thing. <laughs> so but that's interesting. That's something like, that you there ooh, over there ooh, over there <laughs> and i have to need yoga to like come back and remember what's important mm-hmm. so but that's interesting though you said that that's something that you've been working on in your practice mm-hmm. as of right now mm-hmm. i guess what is something that you're trying to stay detached from what's something that you're like oh, i want to cling to this so bad or well i think that what i've been recently a little thing like game i've been doing with myself is just every time i have the thought or impulse to buy something or eat for no reason or do things just because I'm a little bored for a second or even go on my phone I just like snap just to like have that like the because the the thoughts go so fast I feel like in the morning I'm just like we're just like oh let's go get our coffee let's go here then we go this then we do this and this is just like what what we do. And I also feel like living in a big city, there's so many opportunities to just stop at Whole Foods and get a little treat and then go out to eat here. And I feel like we do, I do a lot of things very mindlessly that I don't, that aren't helpful to me. And at the end of the day, sometimes I feel drained or lethargic, not because I'm anything happened, but because I overate 
or I didn't move or I looked at my phone all day and I use these, yeah, these little joy, they're uh, the, the, the mini dopamine things that they escapism. talk about. Escapism. Yeah, escapism. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's. You think of like getting coffee or doing, getting a little treat as escapism, but it absolutely is. <laughs> mm. That's interesting. Sometimes I lean into that though. <laughs> oh, me too. No, because I'm like, uh, I want to escape right now. I'm yeah, going to escape or I'm going to do exactly. something that brings me joy right now because yeah. that's, mm-hmm. it, it will feel great. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I do notice that like every, so I, I don't have TV at home. I just use my phone. And if I'm watching like something on my phone and I'm like cooking in the kitchen or just like mm-hmm. eating or doing whatever in the kitchen and then my phone dies, mm-hmm. I literally cringe so hard because yeah. I have to sit in silence. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, like, well, oh, my God. Okay. what happens now i know like just trying to like let me breathe through this like this is so awkward how can it be silence feels very awkward and i've been noticing that in my teaching where i'm like there's there was one day i remember the stereo wasn't working and i was like oh i'm not gonna be able to play my playlist like uh whatever and then after the class somebody came up to me they're like thank you so much for not using music because my nervous system needed that and i was like yeah Silence is actually magic can happen in silence, but we do not have enough of it at all. (laughs) I've had to teach a class or two without music before. And I'm like, whatever, we're going to do it in silence. And there are people that will get up and like leave the class. Like they just cannot Mm -hmm. handle not having music. And Mm -hmm. I don't, that's just really interesting to me. And on one hand, I'm like, oh my God, like grow up, like (laughs) get over yourself. Like it's not that big of a deal. But then on the other hand, again, understanding, I know that silence is uncomfortable. They're feeling like there's just nothing there to really fill the noise, even when I'm teaching. And I'm like, honestly, I don't really have a cue to give for this movement or this posture. Like I gave all the cues I could give. And it's like for a short time, I might just be quiet. And I'm like, I'm not saying enough. Like. but sometimes there's nothing to say yeah a lot of times I feel like I feel like sometimes we say too much (laughs) so you do teach where do you teach it I teach at coconut yoga in Lakeview and then I sub at this amazing place called the collective yoga co-op which is a great place to I would recommend to students or anyone who needs to find like cheaper yoga because they have sliding scale classes ranging from $5 to $25, depending on when you could, what you could pay and that time. And um, they're a really cool studio Um, and it's a co-op. So every teacher owns a studio and they act like it. And then subbing at yoga view. And right now that is it. And then also like, how do you come up with your sequences or like with your routine Mm -hmm. for the class? Like, yeah. I usually look at, well, the studio and the way people are used to learning at that studio and um, going to classes, of course. And then um, just thinking, thinking about like the time of day and the people that I, and now that I, I have a regular class and I know the people that usually come and like what their jobs are and what they're doing all day. And so I like take that into account. And I usually like 
I organize everything to a T and then just like in theater, kind of just like throw it away and then get into the space and just open myself up to the energy that is actually in the room and um, kind of go from there with what knowing what I know and what I'm feeling in the space and then come up with what I feel like we both need that day. (laughs) Hmm, Okay. Do you ever like have like an intention before class like this is what we're gonna honestly I heart more you know recently I've been kind of because you know I feel like um now with uh, with social media and everything we all I at least I have like my my like go-to like podcast and like people or astrologers that I like listen to every week who like tell me what's up what's going on and so I will like I take an account the kind of energy for the week and how the world is kind of feeling and um, try to infuse as much as that, much as that into my own practice, which I know will just like kind of comes out in my teaching. But the truth is when you like see the people and you're like, what do you, it's like if I have something planned, but then only one person or two people come to class, I'm not just gonna mindlessly do what I planned. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Yeah, you got to learn to cater to other people. Mm -hmm. But I'm always just learning from every teacher that comes on the show. Like, so what do you do exactly? But also, I feel like it depends on um, personality, too. And I feel like the more I learn more about my own personality, the more I figure out how I am as a leader. And I feel like in general, I'm a very kind of... um, a circular person I'm a very like watery flowy person in general and I feel like the thing that I need to work on is having more like structure and more I guess more more squareness in my life but um so I I I appreciate the teachers who are like super like intentional about every single thing they do and it's like very and then there's like I love the teachers who are also very watery and kind of all over the place but you get there (laughs) yeah that's me I'm very watery and all over the place as well Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. something I'm working on I've admitted on this show uh (laughs) it's just my lack of structure Mm -hmm. with everything Mm -hmm. even like getting out the bed this morning and getting here I need to like record and edit my whole show by the end of the day today and normally I do it yes 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 (laughs) (laughs) normally I do it like earlier in the week and I that's what I've been on but look it's the end of the semester Kaya is tired (laughs) I just it took me forever to get out the door this morning I'm like I woke Mm -hmm. up at 9 30 yeah I, I didn't get here till like 15 minutes before we got on the phone so oh my God. well I mean you look beautiful you're glowing so <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> I needed the rest yeah. <laughs> like, this is the 13th episode oh, wow. does that have any significance to you 13 hmm. it's like the thing is I'm like um no but I can make it have like <laughs> Like, I can find purpose in everything. I know, seriously. It really is what you make it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, that's my lucky number now. (laughs) I'm seeing two, two, two. (laughs) Like, I just saw it right there. Like, okay. So, yeah, maybe you should look that up and think about that. Like, huh, what is 13? I always think of the age of 13, which I feel like is when, um, I don't know, like, (laughs) just the worst year of, life age 13 
maybe not like the worst, but it's just like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I feel like a gremlin when I was 13. Like I was transforming into whatever I was going to start to be. <laughs> I could agree with that. But yeah. that whole time period from, for me personally, from like 13 to 18, mm-hmm. I'm not even going to say 13, from like 12 to 18. Yeah. Yeah. That was the dark ages. <laughs> yeah, the dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, when I parents say the same thing in like whoever is when people are like, Yeah, my daughter's 13, people are like, Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. It gets better. My mom has been telling her friends who have teenagers, she's like, It gets better, you guys. They come back. They leave and then they come back. <laughs> A really interesting, embarrassing horrible humbling time period yeah that's where all the character was built right there mm-hmm. i don't what i don't even know what to say about that time. <laughs> man i was wild in i was so crazy yoga couldn't have come into my life at any better time honestly i feel yeah. like it really helped even because right before my training like that year I was struggling really, really bad. Once I did the the YTT, there was like life before YTT and then life after. And I just yeah. know I handle so many things just so much differently. And mm-hmm. it's just, again, just the thought of like, look, it'll change. Mm-hmm. It's OK. Even if you keep doing the same thing, something's going to change and transform. Yeah, that is so true. So, you know, after my YTT, I like pretty much stopped drinking at all, like, which is because I was like, I don't know. I don't, that was just one habit that kind of after YTT kind of just like diminished. You're like, I don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. It was just from like doing yoga regularly so much to the point where like, I don't know, your body, my body was just like so loose. It didn't want, or just there are some things that don't go with yoga. <laughs> it's yeah. like I can't do this and then have a good practice and or a, a, pra- a focused practice in the morning. And even with like overeating, I'm like, I, when I stop eating, when I'm full, yoga is more enjoyable. Life is more enjoyable. <laughs> Overindulgence is really the plague <laughs> we all have it's it we all have it I'm but you know if anyone's trying to get rid of a toxic relationship start practicing yoga every single day twice a day and you know what it might just melt away from your life i don't even <laughs> think it's just like the practice of yoga itself i mean like yes it is but i mm-hmm. think going through the process of ytt going like going on a retreat like or going on Going to something like that constantly for a month, making friends with the people in your group, practicing with them every day, Mm -hmm. having that sense of community, that sense of purpose, something to do, even though we were like doing nothing, like going and sitting there in silence for Mm -hmm. 30 minutes, still having something to do. (laughs) Like, I think accountable. yeah, that's what really made it different because Mm -hmm. it's like, I could like put on, put on a YouTube video or like go to a yoga class and it just is not the same until you mm-hmm. do you join a community for real for real so. mm-hmm. <laughs> and honestly that's my solution for everybody I'm like yeah you should just do a a teacher training or like a yeah. yoga retreat or something 
or even just like really dive into a yoga studio, like go there every single day, talk to the people and see what people what people are up to. What are people doing? <laughs> That's the only way. I don't see any other way. <laughs> and also, I feel like it's uh, there are very few places I'm realizing where we have like the, the intergenerational mix in things and that is a lot of that is in yoga studios and I I really appreciate that I have appreciated getting to meet a lot of like older yoga teachers or people who have been doing the practice for a long time and how it's helped them as they've aged okay we're gonna do something kind of fun okay one two three unpopular opinion about yoga <laughs> Un- unpopular oh wait unpopular opinion that i have yes i mean this is hard because i do love music i love both but i would say music isn't absolutely necessary i mean actually nothing is really necessary you really don't need anything to practice yoga i feel like even i'm you know working on this with myself but like less is more less is more less is more i feel like so many places keep like adding things and we're we're adding more things that don't really need to be added and just have to always just like get back get back to the basics and i feel like we're getting uh, there's a lot of there's just a lot of um distractions yeah i would just say you don't need a lot to practice yoga you only need you yeah i love <laughs> that is why i love yoga and yeah. it is something where i have kind of gotten away from like working out a lot or this is bad like i should i want to go to more yoga classes mm-hmm. at yoga view since it's like i do this work trade i mm-hmm. literally am working to take classes here yeah but the reason i don't is because, I mean, life is a little bit busier now that it's not summertime for me. And then also it's like I have a yoga mat in my living space and a nice wall (laughs) and I have my body (laughs) and I just walk onto my mat all comfortably alone and just Mm -hmm. do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. nobody there no judgment whatever clothes you woke up in <laughs> no commute yeah. nothing nothing extra added and uh, and in the winter i think that is the best practice actually a lot of the times i mean it's nice to get out you know to see people but in the winter sometimes those cozy home practices are what the doctor ordered <laughs> Because I've been shaming myself lately and I've had somebody else kind of shaming me like you're you're wasting your time going to yoga view and you're not even taking classes there and it's so far. And I'm like, I know, but I want to stay in the yoga view realm. But also I literally don't have the mental capacity to be like going out there more than once a week to take a class. But do you do the online classes? Sign up? I don't. I have you never should. done an online class before. You should. You should do the online classes. Give it a try. I might yeah. do that maybe like tomorrow or Sunday or something. Yeah, yeah. That would be good. Even if you don't, you should just like, even if you don't, you should just sign up for a bunch and they'll send you the recordings so you can do them when you're ready. Mm-hmm. You're right, because I do love and appreciate taking a class and again, mm-hmm. learning from other teachers because mm-hmm. I can only push myself so far. I only have so much in my brain space. 
And I can only learn so much off Instagram. So mm -hmm. like really taking a class, getting in the trenches, yeah. getting in the work with the actual teacher. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. that's been the struggle. But that's my mm -hmm. goal for December is I, I wrote down three goals for December in the this hey. is also something I was going to ask you. I'm loving that it's hey. all coming up now. Yes. yes, I wrote down three goals for December, which was a three-day fast, mm -hmm. three yoga classes before I leave Chicago in December, and then mm -hmm. to finish my book that I started. Since mm -hmm. it is like the last month of 2023, so it's like kind of like you know, do whatever you can now, kind of <laughs> like, what do you be intentional about this month? Like, what are we going to finish this month? Like, what's something I've been meaning to do or wanting to do? Or like, I'm really going to try to push myself to do those like little small things this month. So that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to ask you. Or what do you have three goals since we're in the last month of December? It's still the beginning. Yes. So it's, it's not too late. To make but it's going to go by fast. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I have been like in like single for like two years now and I'm I'm finding myself getting like a little irritated and I'm seeing this as like I'm I'm really working on not seeing this as like a like pause in my life before I before I have a partnership or something and seeing it as this is this is life this is happening this is this is part of my journey and so I've been really practicing taking like really really good intentional care of myself and so the three things that I kind of I'm like hey these are the three things I need to do every day I mean I have my like regular morning routine and then reading has been a big one trying to read more and reading at least 10 minutes a day I I do already do this but continuing to write three pages a day and then the third thing I did write it down where is it oh yeah and then oh sitting a sitting practice because uh, moving is great. I love moving. I can do that every day, all the time, all day, every day. But sitting still for 20 to 30 minutes is like the biggest, the hardest thing to do in the entire world. So that's what I've been working on. And I'm blessed enough to kind of have the time to really explore what self-care is looking like for me, especially in the winter where it feels like you got to up your self-care game and uh, doing things that make me feel warm. <laughs> um so those are my three goals the, the sitting practice is hard mm -hmm. and honestly after my teacher training I'm maybe for like a week or so after I was kind of keeping up with it I was doing like 15 minutes but then 15 turned to nothing <laughs> Mm -hmm. yeah, and exactly. then I, and then now every once in a while I'll get back into it and I'll be like at least five minutes and mm -hmm. then when you said 20 30 minutes I was thinking I don't even have 20 30 minutes to say that but, but then did. I'm like that's a lie though it's a lie. <laughs> let me tell you why that's a lie because <laughs> I spend so much time looking yeah. at this for hours just I sitting know. there stuck scrolling like I cannot get but one off. thing one thing that has been really helpful for me in this book that I was reading just talked about it yesterday. And I was like, okay, thank you for reminding me of this. Cause we know this, but sometimes you need the reminder that we are very addicted to our phones, but because there are thousands of people on the other side of those phones, making sure that we are addicted. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a battle, but also you have to remember that like, it's not solely on us. 
but it is but it's not because it's our it's our brains but there are people who are like literally trying to make sure that we are addicted and they are succeeding <laughs> we have power we have free will we can pry ourselves away if not just for an hour a day very very correct and i'm speaking though. to myself <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> speaking to me yeah <laughs> they're geniuses like they're <laughs> I'm just a human, (laughs) (laughs) but I guess it's really kind of going within myself to like rise above my humanness. Yeah. Be like smarter. We are smarter than the phone. (laughs) Yeah. Like rise above my animal instinct or whatever. Just, you know, like, look, this is like kind of getting into my higher self living in this world no matter what you're doing or like what movement or plan or hobby, like you have to have a wellness regimen. You have Mm -hmm. to have, you can't exist in this world, at Mm -hmm. least in America, Mm -hmm. in this culture without having some type of plan or regimen or standard for yourself because there's a lot that's thrown at us and like, it's not there's health is not embedded into the culture. So if you're like, like the whole point of everything is so that we don't have to think and we don't have to try or do we just order our food? We don't have to get up. We don't have to like, we don't have to do any critical thinking to get our, the things that we need. And so, so that we don't try, we don't try to thrive. We just survive because everything's already there for us. So yeah. Wellness routine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In other cultures, they might have foods that are like generally healthier and dances and movements. <laughs> they do. They have yeah. dancements <laughs> and movements and prayers yeah. already embedded into their yeah. culture that they don't have to think about their wellness. It's just mm-hmm. a given that they're healthy and well. Like what? Like We are constantly fighting with yeah. trying to pass a Starbucks or McDonald's without <laughs> like it's it's like the complete opposite. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I do give empathy to everybody for that, because I know like you literally have to fight for your health in this world. You have to fight for your health. Like, <laughs> you have to be a warrior, like a health warrior. I'll do whatever I whatever I want or I just mm-hmm. won't care anymore. And I've gone through that phase in my life and where I did nothing and I just ate that huge bag of hot Cheetos mm-hmm. and I just went, smoked a bunch of weed. I did this Mm -hmm. and none of it, like went crazy with it. And it just, it's not helpful and conducive to anything. It's not helpful to us. It's not helpful to anyone who is around us in our radius, anyone who we love. But it's, yeah, you really have to fight for it. And I feel maybe, I always wonder, I'm like, why are there so many like yoga teachers and wellness teachers in this in the world right now it feels like but i it's it's so easy to forget so you need people who are like really 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 living it to like constantly be reminding i'm so happy i have people who are constantly reminding me so that i can remind other people and they can remind their people i had a i have a friend who says that all of the like herb herbology like books and stuff she sees in thrift stores she always grabs them because she's like i feel like they're going to be non-existent soon. And they're not all the like books or things that teach you how to heal yourself feel like really valuable right now. Like things we need to be like collecting information to share and help each other. And as someone who is about to be off insurance in a month, 
I'm like, yeah, I'm about to do everything I can to um, not be in the doctor. It's like there's there's a lot of things that we can do for self-healing, which obviously n- no one shares with us at birth. We and we kind of have to learn ourselves. The goal is to like kind of be weaned off the 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 government or help from the outside as much as possible as far as like health and wellness, because there's so many even little things that we can do to keep us out of the doctor that nobody knows. And I'm like, people will tell me things. I'm like, how do people not know this? What are the top three things that you're going to do to keep yourself out of doctors? Or our dentists. Or um, dentists, yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, well, I mean, everyone already knows flossing and then oil pulling, like the swishing uh, coconut oil in your mouth um, to help with cavities and all that stuff. Drinking water. <laughs> and um, it's so hard because now it's like, there's all these things that, like, this water is not good. This water is not good. You just drink this water. I'm like, come on. And I would say like way more water, always way more water than I think I need, especially in the winter when everything like it's like everything is so when something feels on the outside trying to go inside, like when my lips are really dry or my hands are really dry. Of course, I'm going to use lotion or like something on my lips, but also thinking about, okay, well, I haven't had water or fruit in three days. So that might also be why my lips are dry and my hands are dry. So I've been I've been working on that within myself and trying to get better at noticing symptoms on the outside and how can I heal them from the inside out, which takes a lot of patience and being quiet with yourself and really, really listening because your body is constantly telling you what it wants, but we are constantly ignoring it. (laughs) We're like, I'm bloated. I wonder why. It's like, it's probably because you have French fries. It's not rocket science. (laughs) And I, I just have to be honest with myself and know that that's, that's what I did. And I think that is that is that is loving yourself is really listening to yourself and being honest with yourself because sometimes when we're honest we don't like it but it doesn't mean that it's not love why do i feel like this what could it be and then you're <laughs> <Yeah>. like hmm <laughs> yeah. i'm like why do i feel like brain dead and not creative and sad i'm like probably because i was on my phone for 4 hours that that's probably why i need to go outside and like walk yeah go touch grass yeah and then instantly i'm like wow it's like magic so serious just like being honest with yourself is a little bit embarrassing even though it's just with yourself like i i'm realizing i'm like how can i expect myself to be myself in front of other people if i have a hard time even being honest with myself about my daily life choices really looking at yourself and be like this is what i'm choosing to do and just knowing that if this is what you choose to do, this is the consequence, which you, which I usually know because I'm, I've made these choices before, but just paying attention to what happens after. I like that you said that. I was just talking to a friend about this and it is embarrassing to be honest with yourself or like you, you might just like really, again, judge yourself or get down mm-hmm. on yourself. Be like, oh my gosh, I'm this horrible. I did all this horrible thing or whatever. But it is kind of like getting more neutral about who you are, like what you did or like just get more neutral and like just Mm -hmm. more empathy. Yeah. Give give yourself empathy and then give that to others and just be like, I'm just a person that I messed up here or (laughs) I just, (laughs) you know, that I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not all the horrible things that I did. I just Mm -hmm. 
I did the best that I could, the best way that I knew how. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. that was poopy. I have I to know. say poopy for the radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Cyan. That was yeah. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So the last thing that I wanted to ask you, since again, yeah. it's the last month of 2023 Ooh. and next year is 2024. And, you know, I say 2023 brought so much progress. 2024 mm-hmm. will bring more. That's mm-hmm. my like campaign. Yes. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I know like everybody's like, uh, new Year's resolutions are stupid, but I know, right? <laughs> what's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> okay, my New Year's resolution would be to, in general, throughout 2024, working on sharing myself and my ideas more, not judging my creative impulses. We're like we're entering on charted territory in the world for like okay we want we don't want to continue on the way we have but that means we have to continue on a way that we've never seen before and I feel like that's going to take a lot of creativity and a lot of sharing your your authentic uh, all of us our authentic lights and our authentic ideas and I think especially for people who like historically or don't share because they are going to think they're wrong or they just it's just not something that comes naturally to share that it's going to take like the, the quiet people the quiet people which is which is definitely one of me and I am one of them <laughs> so sharing myself more that's my new year's resolution mm, okay <laughs> well I can't wait I mean thank you for sharing yourself with the perfect prana show with me honestly because it's selfless you know if you have something to give you have something to say don't just hold it in like share like that might be life-changing for somebody you never know Mm -hmm. might be life-changing for you so (laughs) yes 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 and then Mm -hmm. the last thing I wanted to ask you before I hang up where can we find you at on the internet my Instagram is just my first and last name, Cyan Evans Grayson, all in one chunk. I teach at Coconut Yoga. So uh, the Coconut Yoga website. Yeah. And with that being said, before we close out, as a yoga teacher, can you lead us through some pranayama? Just like a quick breath, one to two, your choice. Okay. My favorite way to end class, which I learned this from my movement teacher at DePaul, uh, Christina Flutie. Uh, This is how she would end some of her classes. And so we'll take three breaths together. The first breath will be for ourselves. The second breath will be dedicated to uh, everyone we shared space with this afternoon. And then the third breath will be sent out to everyone into the world, seen and unseen. So we'll first exhale all our air out. And then take a big inhale. And first, just a cleansing breath. Exhale through the mouth. And then we'll take the first breath for ourselves. Inhale. Pause at the top. And exhale. And second breath for everyone we shared space with this afternoon. Inhale. And exhale. And third breath 
for everyone in the world, seen and unseen, inhale. And exhale. Namaste. That was so, so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Weekly wellness challenge. So last week's challenge was to write down three goals for December and look at them every morning you wake up or whenever you wake up. Just look at them every time you wake up. First thing you do, whatever, wherever you wrote it down, your piece of paper, you know, grab that piece of paper and look at it upon waking up. Did I succeed in doing the challenge? Do I ever at this point? The challenges are so challenging, but it did make me reflect on a few things about, man, it is so easy. Like when you wake up in the morning, you're like straight up on autopilot. The first couple days I'd get up and immediately grab my phone and like start and I'd be like, oh my gosh. And then I look at it, look at my goals, but as it went on, I got better at it. Instead of first going to grab my phone, going to grab my journal and reading my goals, instead of like immediately getting lost in the sauce of the algorithm, because it's so easy to do that. And uh, the next step is, is just to achieving the goals. But my goal is just to keep these goals at the forefront of my mind make sure that I'm thinking about them when I start my day just so that my actions you know hold myself accountable for my actions throughout the day like was that conducive with these goals that I've set for myself or you know how am I going to start achieving these goals achieving goals is important it's it's a confidence booster this week's weekly challenge In honor of this episode and the interview that I just had with Cyan, I'm going back. Honestly, I'm going back to where we started. The show, this this season is about to end soon, and there will be a second season of The Perfect Prana Show when I come back to school in January, so... This is probably my second to last episode. So we're kind of going back to our roots. We're recycling a challenge, which is meditation. And I remember one episode. It could have been the first or the second. I can't remember which episode. We're on the 13th at this point. But I know one of those episodes in the beginning, I challenged you all and I challenged myself to meditate every day for five minutes just to sit up nice and straight focus on your breathing letting all the thoughts pass and I did that every day for five minutes and now I'm gonna up it I'm gonna do that every day for 10 minutes I'm going to meditate every day this week Saturday to Saturday 10 minutes no questions about it I have 10 minutes and in my mind I'm like I don't have I don't have 20 30 minutes too but I do have time and I think about how much time I give to Apple it's sick (laughs) how much time I give to distractions 
but I want to start taking that time back and I want to start giving it to myself. I'm the main character. I'm focusing on me, period. <laughs> and that's that. That's the weekly challenge. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in to The Perfect Piranha Show. You're listening to WCRX 88.1 FM where The Perfect Prana Show airs Saturdays at 10 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Or you may also be listening on Apple or Spotify. So, you know, there's options, people. Instagram, I post videos of me moving. And I might share what I'm eating, and I might share a little yoga post here and there, and... I keep everybody updated, so get with me on Instagram at consistently Kaya, consistently spelled with a K, Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H. You all have a beautiful, blessed day. It's just vibes. Before I go, I'm going to close out with a quote in honor of Bodhi Day. I will use Buddha's most famous quote. And something that changed my life and changed how I operated and really switched some things up for me was the root of suffering is attachment. Because no matter what happens is that we have to be okay. You don't have that many options in life. Something happens and that's just being attached to the good things and the bad things and just being like, if good thing is taken away then that's the end of our life and then if something bad happens then that's the end of our life but like no that's not the case things just happen and that's just life and keep living it's precious it's a gift to live with that being said may the light and darkness within me Bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.